welcome to cii podcasts hello everyone welcome to yet another interesting episode of cii podcasts our topic for discussion is creative industries keeping india entertained i am vivian fernandez the media and entertainment industry has shown immense resilience in the past few months and is primed to drive a continuously growing user base through innovations on multiple fronts Historically strong sectors like cinema and television are charting their way back to pre-covid levels and OTT and gaming are also registering strong growth. As digital trends intensify and the demand for regional content and OTT adoption continues to rise, how can the Indian media and entertainment industry take advantage of the market situation and brace itself for the challenges? To discuss these issues We have with us Mr. Biryan Ghosh, the country head of Technicolor India. Technicolor India has a 105-year presence in India. Mr. Ghosh has made its studio in India the largest single hub for high-end animation, visual effects, games and computer graphics in the world. Mr. Ghosh is also vice chairman of CII's National Committee for Media and Entertainment, president of a Bangalore-based AVGC association, and chief mentor on augmented reality and virtual reality for the software technology parks of india mr ghosh good to have you on the show and thanks for making the time thank you very much and it's uh, wonderful to be speaking on this platform and i look forward to this conversation on how media and entertainment uh, is going to go beyond the traditional perceptions of uh, film and tv and newspapers and things that have occupied our lives for several decades and how information and entertainment and communications are becoming uh, all pervasive in new ways across all sections of our population for my benefit and for the benefit of our audience can you tell us what exactly you are doing in uh, technical india so basically uh, we are one of the lighthouse organizations that uh, uh, you know just to just to to make the point the company is 106 years old but we in the studio here are about 14 or 15 years old okay as time connected when we started out here we started at about 300 people creating parts of a episodic animation for companies like nickelodeon etc which you normally see the fully animated tv series uh, generally in that time was a preschool of course it's moved to other sections now and we've grown that substantially by because the 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 skill sets and the and the that we developed the 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 savvy that we created in in workflows and you know pipelines and technology uh, that we were able to embrace as a part of a large global company uh, we've had to pivot a lot of the work that was done done in north america in europe and other parts of the world to be done in india a mistakenly called a back office or simple work but now we actually create end to end projects right here where you might not know this but every frame of a uh, a computer graphic generated imagery right whether it's visual effects or games or or animation even has almost 12 or 13 different processes some are akin to sculpting some are akin to painting some are akin to acting and some have the understanding of math and anatomy and you know so it's a every frame of film has that which is why you see these large credit lists you know at the end of every movie and i think harnessing those skill sets into a production format is what we have actually done uh, across short form series movies and games so that's a very exciting world because the 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 learning from one to the other is uh, is, is massive and and i think uh, 
what we've also been able to do is to is to catapult AVGC. These technologies are creating the opportunity to go beyond the camera. We were restricted by what the camera could do, right, in the past. Today, that is no longer the case. So, so it really helps the creator to extend his or her imagination in a way that uh, that. Uh, and we are service providers. You know, we do this for 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 other people whose large franchises and 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 projects we work on, be it uh, Ubisoft or Electronic Arts in the games world, you know, uh, Activision and so on. Uh, and you see these big big games like Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto V and you know Red Dead Redemption and all these games that we worked with. Big movie franchises. So we worked on a couple of Harry Potter's and James Bond, and you know we've done a few Oscars in the process of doing that. And then, of course, working with brands because brands actually tell you what consumers are beginning to to get, you know, the experiential element of it because that's all changing. It's no longer the 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 kind of formatted commercial made by the ad agency executed by a production house with the brand there anymore. It's 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 very very it's very different. The drivers this, for that are coming from different places. Yeah. Is this a very labor-intensive activity? It is very, very, uh, uh, very labor-intensive. I would say it is. Uh, it's almost uh, difficult to call uh, creative artists labor, but uh, but from an accounting perspective, yes, that's what that's where that's where you would book it. Uh, I would say that um, you know it is uh, as I as I told you because you have these very very different skill sets that need to be created at scale. uh it um it you will find that today about 75 85% of the of the the cost of making you know a, a project is 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 the is the salary cost is the labor cost and and uh, the other part which is really really intense is is technology because this is a very heavy capital intensive business in fact at the cii level we have uh, created a, a, a notes to the government on why the media industry be it broadcast or or animation or digital is actually akin to an infrastructure industry mm-hmm. and do we have that infrastructure and do we also have the skill sets so that's the that could be uh, the topic for several podcasts but i will try to summarize it by saying no we are constrained to be 1% of the world market in what we do uh because of the skill sets if if we could magically produce 2x or 3x the number of skill sets we would have no difficulty in garnering uh double or triple the amount of work on a, as on the global stage so do you see this becoming like the next software services industry or the next uh, business process outsourcing industry a business process outsourcing industry means that if i am doing accounting for someone i have something to do on friday night and i have something to continue on on monday morning <laughs> films aren't made that way you finish a film on a friday night you don't have a film for monday morning if you are a creator but if you are a production house like us and taking several people's projects at a time then you are able to make sure that you will utilize the skill sets uh, you know across one and the other and yes at the scale at which we operate as a company and some of the large company you know large large global companies are also setting up shop in india and have set up shop in india you will see that uh, the potential to do that exists the skills to do that and the enabling government you know the enabling regulation to do that is is still catching up uh if you looked at canada or 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 france or uk or korea or singapore or many parts of the world 
these are industries that are supported by either tax credits or government grants in our country uh, this industry is rather more recent you know animation at any scale is kind of more than not more than 20 years old and visual effects is younger and games is even more recent so the growth rates are very high but the base on which it is growing currently is rather small in global terms <laughs> we have the consumer base but we don't have the distribution base so if you took for example movies uh, you know uh, your friends neighbors and relatives might believe that yes because the fact we make 800 900 or 1000 movies when things were more normal that we have a huge business in terms of movies but we don't have the distribution if you go back around 20 years uh, i think both china and india would have had two or three thousand screens we still have around four or five thousand screens and they have 65000 screens and they add 5000 screens a year so media is all about distribution right you need to get there which is why broadcasting you know thanks to cable and and satellite uh, was able to reach uh, and penetrate india much faster than 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 film and and uh, that's happened you know because of the large uh, players that came in uh, around 20 25 years ago 30 years ago and today you know reached the nook and cranny of all parts of the country uh, and by the way newspapers have great distribution it might surprise you to know that for the last 21 years or 25 years that we've been tracking it at cii in our annual conferences and reports with various companies that print even today has about a similar revenue as film even before the pandemic and it is not declining newspaper subscriptions are not declining particularly in regional uh, languages unlike let's say in the west yeah um the industry overall has a great great growth rate of about you know 11 12 13% on a on a on a on a regular basis uh movies and print are kind of 8 9% so they grow lower at a lower rate but they grow the important point is that they grow uh, you know and 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 that is very different from other parts of the world Uh, I don't know about you but I still get four newspapers in the morning plus I see some stuff on the phones and the tablets because I've subscribed to them or I created a little uh, feeder for for myself and I think many people have that coexistence in the country today so because, you are a news junkie is it uh I'm not sure <laughs> I can read everything because you know I I I there are there are lots of lots of times where I would probably look at specific things in in the paper right but specific editorial I think I'm I'm, I'm like everybody else in the country where I I I read or I download what I want and it's not what I'm served because now I have that I have that ability to 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 target it in and and make sure I consume it in half an hour or one hour. So what can you tell us about media consumption patterns in the past 2 years because some trends are pretty obvious um movie going in the theaters that has obviously suffered and there has been a huge increase in subscriptions for OTT platforms like uh, Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime. but what other things can you tell us things that are not pretty obvious to us i would say that you know media has seen a great change in terms of consumption patterns and these are driven by the data capabilities in the digital world so everything as you know from digital shopping and e-commerce and net banking and everything has kind of moved into you know an online Uh, on-demand platform model and entertainment content delivery is today a space where i would say that um, robust consumer data plus artificial intelligence based analytics are now able to predict who wants to see what so besides the newspapers that i buy i'm heavily targeted by uh, when i put on 
my channel on uh, on an ott channel i i put my name as you know the family has four tabs and you can go to i can choose mine my wife can choose hers my daughter can choose theirs and they they know precisely what they should be serving us based on our, our patterns and that happens you know both overtly as well as uh, behind the scenes for everything that we do on our tablet and computers and so on and so forth and what's happening here is that the when we talk uh, i think we talk of ott i prefer to call it streaming uh, the streamers basically like all folks in the extraordinary tech world have taken what used to be in our conferences sounded like uh, science fiction some years ago we talked of convergence and uh, you know a lot of stuff like that but that's become an everyday phenomenon because we are today seeing that uh, uh, viewers are getting on demand uh, a, you know a, a, a bouquet of content in fact uh, one of the the fight before used to be for the remote control now the fight is like what do you want to see and and what do you want to stop seeing because you kind of just go from you've seen how the storytelling has changed in a way that the episode doesn't finish it drives you to the next one and the next one and so on so what consumers are doing to answer your question is that they are transporting themselves into a very new landscape and a very very customized uh, personalized landscape which is which is driven by human centered design okay um the the smartphone the ar vr devices the game consoles and today you can access con- uh, content from any of them you can have a game console and watch your streaming channel or you can watch your movie right you can have a tv and you can watch that you can have a phone and you can watch that so so what's happening today is that you are entering uh, what i will call a pre metaverse metaverse if you like where you can be looking at different things in the way that you want it and you can consume bits of that franchise uh, which could be which could be a, a famous fictional character or it could be something that you like to do from from a music point of view and you can actually get bits and pieces of that across uh, different formats mm-hmm. so the future of how consumers are going to be uh, looking at being served the story is happening through um, what i will call apis or application program interfaces where the platforms will begin to anticipate tomorrow's consumer needs the large news streamers whether they come to india or go to korea or wherever they are actually now in a position to predict this is the kind of thing that i should commission this is the kind of thing i should go out to the creative community and encourage them to give us uh, you know for example let's take the thriller genre right there weren't that many films and tv shows made in the thriller genre in the country if you go back you know about 10 years or so today you will find that there is a lot of lot of shows that are around that genre so it's exploding different genres it's exploding different content i think you spoke of you know uh, regional languages earlier on and uh, isn't it fantastic what we've been able to see uh, the explosion of global global brands in streaming uh, if you take the case of the squid game right it's a 900 million dollar uh, winner from korea right which 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 was not ordinarily the case if you had a us centric uh, company in the past it was everything that would have been produced with a very north american uh, uh, approach but that has changed completely and it's changing in our country i think if you look across the uh, if you look at across 40 or 50 of the channels in india they, you will find everything from odia to bengali to malayalam to everything that's beginning to happen this regional language content 
uh, is it confined only to regions or does it have a bigger audience because with the help of let's say subtitles and all those things and also being on ott platforms that are available now in multiple countries for example netflix is available in i think 200 countries similarly with the uh, amazon prime and euros now i think is available in 105 countries 150 countries so because of this can we say that regional content is no longer confined to regions but can have a global audience or larger audience national audience any content that for, you know across all periods of time when it is either dubbed or subtitled that content has a new life so it it might have been made for a particular region uh, in a particular language but uh, if it has a universal appeal it can it can travel to 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 you know it can travel and get uh, get monetized in in different ways and this has been going on for a long time it's just that uh, through uh, streaming now it has it has exploded and and taken a, a, another life of its own mm-hmm. the simple answer is yes uh, when when we see uh, movies today they used to be a category in the past called foreign films right so this whole business of foreign film being a some some kind of a more arty place that people would like to go and see a japanese movie or something else sitting in north america or europe is no longer that no longer that 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 ancillary niche it has become part of the mainstream programming because when you see uh, stuff on 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 netflix and you're seeing the latest series it could be actually originally made in in danish or it could have been made in korean or it could be made in english or it could have been made in some other language and you are actually seeing the the dubbed english version or you can click and actually go and see it in this original language uh, and if it's in its original language it is often even presented in its original language with subtitles so yes uh, content takes new forms of life and has a, a new life in 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 these avatars i'll just finish by saying if you look at india and if you look at the top 3 or 4 animated shows over the last 10 years they tend to be japanese shows but they have been dubbed in uh, by cartoon network or other channels in the local languages so a kid in bihar or in jharkhand or in uh, andhra pradesh seeing that 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 doraemon or shanshan in the local language doesn't see this as a japanese character he or she relates to it this young kid relates to it as a character in their life because it speaks to them in their language and i think that's a very good example of uh, uh, on the flip side chota beam when netflix created the the mighty little beam uh, preschool series a couple of years back it became the second largest series uh, globally in the preschool category for netflix where a hyderabad creator green gold and you know having that show on india as chota beam for a long time has now created this i think scripted in hollywood designed and developed as a big story produced in india but now is a, is a, is a global story for that and on the flip side the number one show is boss baby very dreamworks very western very created and produced uh, animated totally by us here in bangalore but actually for a global audience so you see how you see how these worlds are all kind of coming together to answer what you asked me earlier sir what are the lessons that we can learn from the examples that you have cited examples from japan from korea and elsewhere what can we learn from them and how can we become like them we are already like them and you mentioned how different platforms are beginning to gain reach but this 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 reach is is new so while we are amazing at the technical level as you know our films are beautifully crafted 
beautifully shot beautifully post produced with great editors great cinematographers etc etc we still need to 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 develop to learn the art of developing the story before making it and i think you know uh, we we were limited ourselves by thinking that we don't have the resources to do that there are many many large studios in the world that create pilots create prototypes and and throw them away and the cost of that development goes into the final movie that they finally make uh, i think this is this is beginning to get seriously enabled through the digital story so for example today when a, a large budget movie let's say 100 or 200 crore budget which is large in india not large by world standards uh, is made then the people today will actually go and do a pre visualization they will actually create it they will they will look at the the art they will create the look and feel they they create the tonality of it they can even research it by making an animatic and showing it to you know 50 people or 100 people or whatever they choose to do so you need to the, the great directors see a movie before the movie is made but now they can do that even more materially by actually creating a prototype of that movie and making sure that they, they they don't spend all that money in places that they'll just cut out in the end right the wastage in in film making historically has been huge uh, as you heard many times that a, a movie is made on the editing table now you can do that in real time before the movie is made rather than afterwards so all of these are going to change the the complexion of how we can do this with with a greater skill uh, with a greater certainty or a of outcome uh without compromising the vision of uh, the storyteller the director and people involved in that and that's what digital is doing today uh mr gosh coming to another um, topic and this is the gaming industry um there are, it has attracted a lot of investment interest according to the boston consulting uh, study um about 400 million dollars were plowed into this industry in 2020 from, from about 34 million dollars in 2016 but india's gaming market is still you know small compared to that of china and uh, the us and also it's um, heavily um, mobile phone oriented so what kind of um, potential do you see for the in the gaming industry for indian uh, talent for indian companies uh gaming industry is is a, is a great example of how uh, you know the consumer trend is going to drive something which is now the already already out of the stable the horse is already out of the stable and running and galloping at a rate which is very much reflects uh, consumer sentiment uh, so i think we had we are growing currently by about 100 150 million uh, you know consumers of uh, uh, play online games annually and that will be the case for a few years before it kind of then plateaus out the the market is still very uh, early stage um the the quality of the games that are played are getting better the, uh, the 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 understanding of games in the country is still at an early stage there is a lot of confusion about uh, various formats um in four or five states of the country the government has uh, um, banned real money online games which is a big revenue driver and that's why people are investing large monies from all over the world uh, and i think what we are trying to do and we've had discussed this at uh, the cii summit effects is probably you know because states are taking a view that this might uh, borderline be gambling or it could be addictive 
so so they have taken various actions without uh, without considering what they are stopping and what they should allow and therefore i think we will be in in conversation to create a national advisory where we make the clear definition between games of chance games of skill and gambling and of course that which falls under the so if they if they define what are games of uh, skill and if they define what is gambling it then creates a very clear path for developers for players and for platform folks in order to to make sure that their their path to a greater future is uh, unfettered so you think uh, that poker is a, a game of uh, skill or game of chance because that has been banned i think online poker is banned in some states it is not a question of what i think it is a question of what is correct and uh, we should uh, we should defer to judgments by you know uh, by the by the courts of various states and the supreme court of india because this matter is not something that you and i can uh, arbitrate it is a matter of what is what is very clear and and understood globally and locally the the the, the reason that these are banned are because of certain forces that might have misrepresented what happens mm-hmm. and by the way if you are banning something you are running the same threat as if you banned cigarettes or alcohol you will just see it go into a much more underhand uh, way of happening so some of the unfortunate incidents that happened have been happening in the offline world for years you are actually able to find this out much better if it is online because there is a kyc there is a trail you can figure out exactly who is doing it there are many guardrails put together by the large companies in india where they themselves make sure that the addiction doesn't take place they give you a warning after a certain period of time they cut you off from the game after a certain period of time and i think that's really what we should be putting in place you know it it's, it it is in fact much more uh, direct and much more actionable than a uh, ad that says don't smoke because in this case you can stop them from from the equivalent of smoking so i think this is a this is sometimes the 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 lack of understanding the lack of being around the table being being uh, and taking a decision that is through much larger consultation with experts and with uh, professionals and with industry and of course you know the with with uh, with people that are uh, that are responsible for the health and safety of citizens mm-hmm. and uh, finally uh, what do you i mean do you see movie going in theaters as a sunset activity because with the explosion of so many different um, modes of viewing uh, content do you think that people will still prefer to go to uh, theaters once the pandemic becomes endemic and less uh, threatening just like we talked about content having new lives with dubbing and having new lives with uh, you know uh, subtitling and so on uh, i can just tell you that uh, we work with the largest uh, studios and uh, and and uh, in the movie business globally and the appetite to make movies has not decreased we are working on a huge number of movies that were both there before uh, commissioned during and are commissioned after the first and second wave uh the movies are getting bigger they need to now present an even larger experience in the theater uh globally and locally uh, the view is that nothing can replicate the experience of going and seeing something on a large screen in a in a family viewing or of in in in, in you know with friends and, and loved ones and that is definitely going to continue to be kind of one of the the big entertainment uh, uh 
you know platforms uh, for the for the future these movies now have got a much larger reach than the number of screens because of the quality in which you know 2k became 4k and 4k is now on the on the brink of becoming 8k the beijing olympics might uh, 2022 might be an 8k uh, presented uh, story and 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 that makes the quality of your home before people used to make home theaters if you remember but today or today or 40 or 50 inch tv you don't need to make a separate room and so on the sound and the picture and everything is even better than the expensive home theaters that people used to create 5 or 10 years ago so that movie has another life and by the way during the pandemic there were things that were made for theatrical viewing that certain uh, large uh, uh, large um, uh, you know studios decided not to wait and put them onto the onto their uh, streaming platforms like disney plus and you know like peacock and like uh, many of the other you know global uh, like amazon prime and and so on so uh, you know netflix obviously and and these are these are ways for the the cinema what we before used to call a cinema but these are ways for film or motion picture to continue to 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 have that uh, to have that future uh, we definitely see that uh, i definitely see that the the global film industry uh, is shaken but uh, we'll see a resurgence in in a way that uh, only it can do that's what it really is all right mr gosh it was uh, good talking to you it was a very educative conversation thank you very much and wish you all the best thank you very much i enjoyed having this conversation as well and looking forward to this becoming the calling card for our country entertainment and media being uh, you know one of the one of the things that we can take and and make a world showcase out of thank you thank you for listening to cii podcasts